It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022, and welcome to the first full day of fall and episode 21 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, the City Council approves license plate readers, let the candidates' forums begin, the Post wants your input this election season, look for emergency sewer repairs to have an impact on Buena Vista well into next year, your chance for free ferry rides, and it's time again for the Island Bowl. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, on Tuesday, the City Council authorized the interim city manager to execute an agreement with Flock Safety to purchase and maintain a fixed automated license plate reader, or ALPR, system. The use of an ALPR was originally approved by the council in February on a 3-2 to two vote, with Mayor Marilyn Eze Ashcraft and Council Members Trish Herrera-Spencer and Tony Desog voting yes. This week's vote to move ahead with the agreement was an identical 3-2 to two vote, with Vice Mayor Malia Vela and Council Member John Knox-White again voting no. The system will consist of 35 cameras monitoring 14 locations, including all bridges and tunnels entering or leaving the island, and on Ron Cowan Parkway on Bay Farm Island, as well as business district locations such as Harbor Bay Landing, Ensenal Shopping Center, South Shore Center, Marina Village Office and Retail Center, Alameda Landing, and Atlantic Plaza. According to Police Chief Nishant Joshi, the system collects only license plate numbers and automatically deletes data after 30 days. Chief Joshi explained that the city would own the data and never sell or share it. Police officers must provide their credentials and search reason related to a suspected crime to access data. The system does not include facial recognition software or predictive policing and does not record personal identifying information. During the meeting, some objections were raised to the potential higher capabilities of the system. Chief Joshi said the department was fine with purchasing the basic system and reevaluating should the need arise in the future. Also during the meeting, changes were made to the Alameda PD policy manual, and the interim city manager was authorized to negotiate a 59-month lease with rocket builder Astra, contingent on the company reaching a project labor agreement with the Building and Construction Trades Council of Alameda County. For full details on the meeting, visit alamedapost.com top. This Wednesday, the race for mayor kicked into high gears. The League of Women Voters of Alameda hosted their mayoral candidates forum. The online forum continued the League's informational series, having already hosted forums for city council, county board of supervisors, and district attorney. All three candidates were on hand, incumbent Marilyn Eze Ashcraft, former mayor and current council member Trish Herrera-Spencer, and business owner Barack D. Obama Shaw. As reported by Ken Durr, the candidates began with an opening statement. Ashcraft spoke first, highlighting that as mayor during the pandemic, she helped Alameda weather the storm by protecting vulnerable residents, helping local businesses, and going to great lengths to keep residents informed through local media. Shaw discussed his interest in making sure children are safe at school and in developing an inside-out program to foster communications with the homeless. Spencer declared she is running for mayor because Alameda is a city in crisis and promised to deliver safe neighborhoods, smart growth, and common-sense traffic solutions. The group provided answers to multiple questions, including the economic health of the island, ranked-choice voting, and the best use of city-owned properties on Alameda Point. For a complete look at all the questions and answers from the forum, visit alamedapost.com news. The Alameda Post will be presenting our inaugural Candidates Forum coming up Saturday, October 15th at the Mastic Senior Center on Santa Clara. The Mayor's Forum will run from 2 to 3 p.m., with the City Council candidates taking the stage from 3.30 until 5.30. 
Earlier, we solicited questions from Post readers, and now those questions are online, and we're asking you to vote on what's most important to you. Head over to alamedapost.com election to vote for your top three questions. You can vote through Sunday, October 9th. The top questions will then be used at the forum on the 15th, moderated by City Council reporter Karen Jensen. To vote on the questions and to keep up with all the latest election news, visit alamedapost.com election. Last night, the East Bay Municipal Utility District held a virtual public meeting to inform residents about the upcoming sewer repair project on Buena Vista. A recording of that meeting can be found at ebmud.com. The project is a large one designed to make repairs to what is known as a sewer interceptor. An interceptor is one of the largest features in the system and is typically the last stage before wastewater is delivered to a treatment facility. The work is being done to avoid possible pipeline failure as well as potential sinkholes in Buena Vista. Repairs will begin the first week in October and continue until February. The work will happen at six locations along Buena Vista, between Alone and Entrance Street, between Benton and Sherman, Bay and St. Charles, 8th Street and Macon, and between Wood Street and Chapin. Work will happen between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and will include some Saturdays. During construction, traffic will be reduced to a single eastbound lane, with westbound traffic being rerouted around Buena Vista. As you might expect, the project will also have an impact on parking. For more details, including project links, see the September 21st news brief at alamedapost.com news. In other stories from our news briefs, Clean Air Day is coming Wednesday, October 5th. WETA is celebrating by offering free ferry rides that day for one and all. Executive Director Seamus Murphy is hoping he'll take advantage of this opportunity. Quote, we've been busy improving the rider experience in addition to reducing emissions for our ferries, and we welcome commuters to take advantage of a free ride on Clean Air Day on October 5th. Once you take a ferry, it's really hard to go back to sitting in gridlock on the freeway. End quote. On the topic of saving energy and helping the environment, Pacific Gas and Electric is letting folks preview what may be the future of your kitchen. With gas ranges and stoves coming under increasing scrutiny and traditional electric ranges being viewed as inferior cooking surfaces, there is an alternative, induction cooking. PG&E will let you try induction cooking for yourself for free thanks to their induction cooktop loaner program. The two-week trial comes with a single-element cooktop, an induction-ready pan, magnet, instructions, and a return shipping label. Again, full details and sign-up links in the September 21st news brief at alamedapost.com news. The Friday Night Lights focus is on Thompson Field as the Ensenal Jets and the Alameda Hornets square off for the 67th edition of the Island Bowl. While the Jets have won the last five Island Bowls, they are currently looking for their first win of this season. The season saw a new coach and a move up a division to the Foothill League. Thus far, the transition has been rocky with three shutouts and the Jets' only points coming in a 41-14 Week 2 loss at Miramonte. The Alameda Yellow Jackets are currently 2-1-1, having already matched last year's win total in a 2-7 campaign. The Yellow Jackets currently lead the all-time series 33-31 with two ties. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. at Thompson Field, located at Walnut and Clement. Speaking of Thompson Field, if you were with us last week on our walking history tour, you saw Thompson Field next to McKinley Park, part of Dennis Evanoski's Alameda Parks and Their Neighborhood series. This week, the series wraps up with Longfellow Park. The area that is now the park was once home to a hotel, a school, and eventually a park named Linden. Dennis has prepared a great introduction to the tour, as always, at alamedapost.com history. To sign up for the tour, visit alamedapost.com tours. This is your last chance to join us for a little while. The tours are taking the month of October off, but will return in November. Now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community. Unless otherwise noted, details for these events can be found at alamedapost.com events. 
Rhythmic's Cultural Works is hosting a series of in-person discussions that will help to inform the development of the first public art master plan for the city of Alameda. Each discussion will be led by a public art commissioner and is intended to help identify public art priorities across the city. The next discussion is Saturday at 10 a.m. at Rhythmics on Blanding Avenue. Come and make your voice heard and help set Alameda's public arts priorities. Also on Saturday, Island Savoy Market on Lincoln celebrates its grand opening with complimentary coffee, free food samples, music, as well as meet and greets with local food makers, plus your chance to win a grocery gift card. The event runs 10 to 2 with the official ribbon cutting at 11. Lots going on Saturday at 10 a.m. You'll also find the annual Veterans Groups of Alameda Barbecue and Town Hall at the Veterans Memorial Building on Central Avenue. There will be speakers addressing multiple issues of concern to veterans, followed by hamburgers, hot dogs, and side dishes. The High Holy Days continue at Temple Israel of Alameda with Sunday's Rev Rosh Hashanah service at the Temple on Bay Farm Island near Ledecker Park. This year marks a return to in-person service with online options still available. The early childhood service will be at 1130 with the community service at 7 p.m. Again, details on these events at alamedapost.com events. Looking ahead, Saturday, October 1st, the Alameda Boys and Girls Club present Corks, Forks, Rhythm, and Brews, Alameda's annual food and drink festival featuring local wineries, breweries, restaurants, and spirits, where all proceeds benefit the Alameda Boys and Girls Club. A great time for a great cause might even see you there. 21 and over, please. Tickets and details at alamedapost.com events. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com newsletter to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free and we'll never sell or give your personal information to anyone. Don't forget, you can support the Post by becoming a member. There's a support level for every budget and some really cool rewards. But rest assured, our content will never move behind a paywall. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Find the postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with episode 22 of the Alameda Postcast.